Have you dreamed about opening a boutique since childhood? Maybe you have a store, but now you're ready to expand. Well, guess what? You're in exactly the place where you're meant to be. Welcome to the Boost Your Boutique Podcast, hosted by Emily Benson, retail boutique consultant, best-selling author, and a motivational speaker. In this podcast, you'll learn how to manage your boutique better, have balance in your life, and learn from experts who care. So whether you've been in the business for decades or you're just getting started, it's important to get help from someone who's been there and someone who's going to coach you along the way. So head over to BoostYourBoutique.com to learn more today. And now, here's Emily. Hello, 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 and welcome back to another episode of the Boost Your Boutique podcast. I'm Emily Benson, your host and best friend on this journey through boutique land. How are you guys doing this week? Feeling good? Feeling excited for spring? Spring's here. It's coming. Like This is when you should be getting so pumped about naturally sales popping. Like We know that people are coming out of winter. We know that people feel good when they come out of winter. They're like ready to buy. So hopefully you are ready for a nice little uptick in sales. Hopefully you've had a pretty good winter regardless. But we do always see a natural spike in spring because people get excited for new clothes. They get excited for pastels, for Easter outfits, for graduation things. Uh, I mean, like graduation outfits and, you know, once we hit May, things like that. But for real, spring is a really fun time to be in the boutique business because you just, it's nice. Like the clothes are pretty, they're feminine, they're fun. And I don't know, I always used to love that first really nice day in the spring. It would be like, that would be the day that I would get a lot of traffic in my brick and mortar. Um, And, you know, that for me was always like nice coming out of the winter. So I hope that that's happening for you. I hope you're getting excited. And I hope you're talking a lot about spring, spring clothes, spring outfits. Like, we're here. Let's do this. Today's episode is about the two D's. Now, these two D's can make and break your business, but it's important to know that this is something that every entrepreneur deals with. So while I'm going to speak to this, obviously, to you as a boutique owner, I want you to know that this is not unique for really any entrepreneur. I deal with this stuff too. And some of the stuff I'm dealing with literally right now, and so I think it's important because I always love to share with you guys what's going on with me especially with mindset stuff. I mean, I guess I put this in the mindset category. It's really just behavioral stuff. And I think that when we start to become entrepreneurs, we forget that we have to start shifting into a more of an entrepreneurial mindset. A lot of us came from more of an employee mindset and that's cool, but it doesn't necessarily work when you start to become an entrepreneur. So like for me, I hold my Mondays as very sacred. There's very little I try to do on Mondays because for many, many years working in corporate retail, Mondays were the day I woke up at 6 a.m., had to be at the office, pulling reports, running reports, and then I was in meetings for hours on end. It was just the worst. I I hated Monday morning meetings. It was like, 
especially if it was a tough week. It just wasn't fun, you know? And so for me, Mondays have become something that I really just cherish. I like to go slow. I like to ease into the week. It's not something that I feel like I have to suddenly hit the ground running on Monday morning. That is not how I ever look at Monday morning. So, you know, I just want to help you start to see those shifts, see where you can start to think more like an entrepreneur. And in this episode, the two D's that I'm talking about are distraction and discipline. Those two things can make or break you. Make and break you. Let's say that. So I've really pulled out three D's, distractions, that I find are really hurting a lot of entrepreneurs, a lot of boutique owners, a lot of people, let's be honest. A lot of people are being sort of hurt by these things. And all it takes is a little bit of discipline in your day, in your life, to adjust, to make the shift, to come to a place that feels better and feels like you're less distracted. I think for me, distraction can be a number of things. And I've really tried to identify the top three things that I find distract me and that I hear distracting my clients, and my students. Because when we start to figure out what's distracting us, we realize that that is maybe the cause of a lot of our problems in our business. So I do this really great activity. When you first join Boutique Basics Bootcamp, I have everyone track their time. A lot of people have resistance around it because they're like, this is too much work to track my time. But sometimes I get a lot of people where they'll say, you know, three or four days in, oh my gosh, I spend a lot of time doing things that I don't need to be doing. (laughs) Or a lot of times not spent on revenue generating activity, right? Make activities that make me money. I don't spend a lot of time doing that. So in this episode, I want to really focus on things that are distracting you from making money, things that are distracting you from having more joy in your life, and things that are distracting you from being kind of the best person you can be. You know, the coolest part about you listening to this podcast is that my intention with every episode is to make you a better business owner and make you a better person. You know, we can all improve our lives. Like, and you know, here's the thing, we're never going to be perfect, right? But there are very small improvements that as we make them over time, our life will get better. Our life will improve. And I know this because I've been doing this for four years. I've been very focused on making small adjustments to my life that make it better. And so these three things are really, to me, the big three that affect most people. So let's talk about it. In each one, I'm going to talk about what the distraction is, and then I'm going to talk about how you can become a little bit more disciplined around it, some ideas around shifting your behavior, adjusting your thoughts. So let's get into it. First and foremost is your phone. Our phone is the biggest distraction in our entire life. Honestly, let's all be very honest, okay? Because I know it is for me. I know that whenever I have a free moment, I'm like, oh, let me look at my phone. Or when I'm in line somewhere, I'm like, well, let me look at my phone. You know, my phone, I hesitate to use the word addiction because I think I don't really enjoy putting labels on things. But I do think that has become a very, very big problem in our society, in our culture, that the phone has sort of become this thing in our hand that we are just always looking at. And so... 
the, the deal with the phone is that they are doing more research and more studies on what the screen is doing to our brains. They're showing that it's causing more depression and anxiety in children and teenagers who are using phones more often. So what is it doing to our brain? We don't know. So let's decide right now that our phone is not more important than our life. Our phone is not more important than the experiences of our life. And let's start to disconnect from our phone a little bit. Does this mean you, you never have your phone on? You never have it with you? No, it doesn't. But like, let's set some boundaries and put some discipline in place so that we don't always have our phones out. This was so apparent to me the other night. We went to a movie. It was Friday night like a seven o'clock movie, the movie got out or it ended, right? And it was a Marvel movie. So it was like a superhero movie and they always have what's called like stingers in the credits. So like they, you know, they tease the other movies. If you've ever watched like a superhero movie, you know, they're like, they do a little scene and then in the middle of the credits. So the movie ends, the credits come up, but everyone's still sitting there because they know they're going to show teasers. I saw this flood of phones flashing out and I was like, whoa, that is serious. <laughs> like everyone in here just whipped out their phone. Now, listen, it's Friday night. Maybe you have kids with a babysitter. Okay, cool. Maybe you, you know, someone close to you is, is sick. Okay, cool. But like most of the people I saw were just kind of like checking Facebook or looking at Instagram. And I was like, hmm. And I didn't pull out my phone, mostly because like I've been actively and consciously trying not to look at it, trying not to pull it out in those moments, those kind of like down moments. Like, so for me, I was sitting there being like, I want to just absorb what I just saw. Like that was a really intense movie. It had like really interesting themes. Like I really want to sort of absorb it and not suddenly go look at my phone for some other version of entertainment or, you know, source of dopamine for my brain, whatever it is. Right. And so I really was, a, it was very apparent to me that this is becoming like a bigger and bigger problem. So I want to talk about it because I am actively working on it. And I think we all should make a commitment to actively work on our relationships with our phone. I was just in a store today and there was a book called how to break up with your phone. <laughs> and I was like, wow, there's full books on this now. Okay. This is definitely a problem. So I want to tell you a few things that I've been implementing over time, over time I've been implementing. I'm getting a more strict with myself and my phone as time goes on. So I didn't start, you know, when I consciously said, okay, I want to stop looking at my phone so much, using my phone so much. It wasn't like I immediately started turning it off at night. That wasn't my first step. Really, my first step around becoming more disciplined about my relationship with my phone was, one, turning off all my notifications. So I don't get any notifications for email, Facebook, Instagram. Um, I do get text notifications. I have silenced a lot of people that um, maybe don't text me a lot. You know, people like my mom come through, people like my husband come through, my sister, my best friend group. A, a lot of other people like don't automatically come through though. They're called like, um, I think it's called like silenced or 
something like that, where it still comes through, but it doesn't give me the alert or notification. I have to go into my text app and look at it. So I want to encourage you to turn off all the freaking notifications. You don't need to know every time someone likes a post on Instagram. And I will challenge you to even say it's actually more fulfilling to log into Instagram like three times a day and be like, whoa, I just got 30 likes. Yeah. That to me feels way better than getting every single notification. Okay. When we're always on like that, like it's just, I don't, it used to exhaust me. It was way too much. So I've been doing that for about three years. I don't have any notifications on my phone. If you want to take it to the next level, you could delete those apps off your phone, like fully Facebook, Instagram, you could just delete them. Maybe not Instagram because you need to use it to post. Well, unless you have like a scheduling app or something. But honestly, I want to challenge you, number one, to just turn off notifications. If you're already there, I want you to think about living on silent mode or buzz mode as much as possible and turn the ringer totally off. I live with my ringer pretty much off all the time. I very rarely have it on unless I'm expecting a call or if I've like texted a friend and said like, hey, um, you know, you want to talk and then I'll turn it on. I'm very intentional about when I have my phone silenced and it's pretty much silenced almost all the time. So I want to encourage you to silence it as much as possible. Silence it, especially when you're with your kids or you're out to dinner. Greg and I often have dinners or meals where we're like, the phone is in the, you know, in our bag, or sometimes we won't even take it with us out of the house because we don't need it. We're going somewhere in the neighborhood, you know, we're going to walk there or whatever. So silent mode for sure. I have now taken the next step where I'm actually turning it off at night. So I did an experiment a few weekends ago where I let it die on a Friday night. I said to my team, hey, um, I'm going to turn my phone off. You guys got this. They were like, yep, we got it. And I just let it die. <laughs> so it was no option to even turn it back on, which was sort of it was actually very freeing. I had like a really great weekend. I felt so rested. I felt so calm. I was, was, I was totally disconnected. And honestly, like nothing that important is happening on social media, you guys. And I was thinking, I was like, oh my gosh, what if something happens to my family? What blah, blah, blah. And I was like, well, Greg has his phone. My husband. My husband still has his phone on. Everyone has his number. Everyone can get in touch with him. So, you know, if something dire happens, you know, they have his number, they can call him, right? So sort of like delegated that responsibility. When can you do this? Like, when can you disconnect from your phone? When can you turn it off? Now I've gotten to the point where I'm like, okay, every night at 10, between 10 and 11, that's, I'm giving myself some leeway, between 10 and 11 p.m. Now I go to bed late. I'm a, like, I'm a very late owl. My best working hours are like 1 p.m. to like 8 p.m. That's when I like really get I'm a very, a very generating like content kind of person work getting done between one and eight. And so around 10 or 11, I'm ready to sort of shut down. But if, because here's the thing, if I don't shut down, I will still be up. I'll still be checking. I'll still be. And then I just, I get very like hungover from my phone. Like, and does that sound strange? Like if, if maybe you've experienced this when you like, you're on your phone until like really late. And then you like turn it off and then go right to sleep. It's like the next morning I wake up and I don't feel good. Like something about it. It's and I don't drink. I don't do drugs, you know. And so it's really interesting because it reminds me of the feeling I used to feel when I used to drink and feel hungover. It's 
not as bad, but I don't feel good, right? So what I've decided to do is between 10 and 11, I turn my phone off. Any conversations, again, happening after that hour, if it's dire, if it's an emergency, people have Greg's number, okay? And theoretically, I could be asleep anyway, so I wouldn't even hear it, right? Most of the time, the jabber that goes on is just, like, between me and my friends, like, that are overseas or, you know, they're not on my time zone, things like that. So I can always pick that up in the morning. It's not a big deal. Try to turn your phone off, okay? Get a real alarm clock. Because I hear you guys saying, like, well, but I use it for an alarm in the morning. Get an alarm clock. Like, it's okay to have one of those again. <laughs> we all have become so dependent on our phones, we forget that there are actual alarm clocks. And they're, like, 10 bucks. Like, so cheap, okay? So this also, what I found, limits me from waking up, turning over, and immediately looking at my phone, which, again, is not the best way for me to start my day. There's nothing that's, like, that big of an emergency, right? And, again, maybe you're like, well, this is an emergency. Customers can wait, you guys. Customers are usually used to business hours, right? With any other business, they're used to business hours. So no offense, but no one's running the biggest business in the world that's saving lives, that's listening to this podcast, hopefully you're not saving lives, that you can't just turn your phone off. <laughs> you can't turn notifications off. You can't, like, turn it, shut it down, you know? Because, honestly, when we wake up and we automatically look at our phones, and I'm speaking to me, FYI, so <laughs> this is also a pep talk for myself, when I wake up and I immediately look at my phone, I that is not the best way to start my day. That is not in the highest and best version of myself of the Emily's living her best life that I want to be living. I don't want to be attached to my phone, but I've become attached because I'm just so obsessive about my business and, and have been for a few years now that it's like I need to actively become aware to break that cycle and break that habit. So let's all challenge ourselves. What is the one thing you're going to do to start to disconnect with your phone? Maybe it's notifications. Maybe it's silent mode. Maybe it's turning it off certain hours. Maybe it's keeping it in your bag most of the time until you actively go in and check it, right? When you're around other people, like, you don't necessarily need to be checking your phone, right? Like, really. So just, I just want to, like, give you that on a platter with, like, try one of these things. See how it makes you feel. Okay, putting more discipline in our lives around our phone. I mean, I've talked about it now for like 10 minutes, but I just really think it's important. And I, I, you know, being at that movie theater just really struck it home for me. Struck it home? Probably the wrong adjective, but that's okay. Okay, so distraction, your phone, discipline steps, you've got it. Now, number two. Biggest distraction, number two, is television, the new and the news. Okay. So many people are like, well, I have to watch the news because I need to know what's going on. Okay. But like, you can be selective. Like I still know what's going on in the world, but I don't need to know every single angle of the side. I don't need to know like every little detail. I am very selective about where I get my news from and how much of my day I spend looking at it. So I might spend, honestly, in a week, I probably spend 10 minutes looking at the news total like the news to me is like what what's the point you know honestly most of it is sensationalized most of it is things that I already saw on Facebook on my Facebook feed or I already like got an alert about somewhere else or someone told me about it okay that's the other thing is you know that big news things 
someone's going to tell you about it. So our job, unless the news is part of our job, unless staying up to date with something is part of our job, just don't watch it. Like you can make that choice not to watch it, to not, you know, to only follow certain news outlets that you really like on Facebook and spend, set a timer and spend five minutes a day looking at it and then be done. You know, there's a lot of things that like this recent college admissions, like whole scandal happening, right? I mean, there was articles the day it came out, like there must've been an article every 15 minutes from someone coming out. And like, that wasn't like that exciting of a story. <laughs> like, in fact, I think that was like a massive distraction from maybe something bigger happening in the world, right? And so let's put into perspective like what the news is doing to our lives, is doing to our thought process too. And this kind of like bridges over into TV. It's like we have to be very conscious as entrepreneurs, as business owners, about what we put in our brain, what messages, what uh, news, what standards of living we're putting on our brain. So if we're spending all day listening to the news, or if we spend every single night watching back-to-back episodes of reality TV, like, is that really helping our life, you know? And here's the thing. You might be like, well, but I love the Real Housewives of, you know, Chicago. I love them. (laughs) They're my favorite. They inspire me. They help me want to make more money, blah, blah. Cool. I'm in, okay? Like, I'm totally in. I made, again, a conscious decision a few years ago to, we don't have a TV at all. (laughs) Um, We don't have cable. Like we don't, we don't watch TV. What we do watch is we have like Hulu, Netflix, and like maybe direct TV or something. So we can watch like football. We watch very specific shows. Like we have probably five shows a week that we watch. (laughs) We watch them when we feel like it, you know, sometimes at night we'll, we'll watch a show. But we don't spend all night just watching hours of shows. And that's like a conscious decision Greg and I made because we didn't really feel like it was, again, us living our best life, right? We would rather read a book some nights or, you know, and you guys that have kids, you're like, oh, so luxurious, you're reading books, you know? But listen, if you have kids, even more the reason not to watch TV, just have some downtime, man, you know? And listen, if again, I want to be really clear. If TV makes you happy, if there's certain shows that are fun, they make you laugh, like we love watching like Modern Family and Saturday Night Live and things like that. If that makes you happy, like absolutely do it, okay? But maybe you want to limit how much time you spend doing it. So be selective with what you're watching, you know? Be selective with the hours you're watching. Be selective with what news personality you're watching. You know, a lot of this stuff in terms of my life, it can get me whipped up. It can get me on the wrong track. Like I actually like had to stop watching the, I'll like call out the Real Housewives because like I had to stop watching them because I was on a plane and like they were, it was literally making me like physically sick. Like the arguments they were getting into, I was getting like so wrapped up in it. It was like causing me like I had to change the channel. I was like, I can't watch this. Oh my gosh. Like I feel so involved with this that I really need to cut myself off. So again, if it makes you feel good, it makes you feel excited, do it. But it's interesting because it feels like a lot of this stuff is a distraction from our business. And listen, maybe you even like, you're like, oh my God, I love The Bachelor, you know, or whatever. Um, maybe you decide that you're going to do an hour of work and then your like reward is to watch your favorite show, you know, set it up as a reward system. To me, you guys, what I'm trying to tell you is there's a lot of things distracting you. 
with time, like time sucking things where you're saying to me, my business isn't successful. I don't know what's going on. And I'm saying back to you, are you just really distracted? <laughs> because where our energy goes is, is what grows. Okay. So that's what I, I want you to think about like refocusing. And that really gets me into this third, third big distraction, which is other people, just like other people in your life, like gossip, you know, this neighbor, that neighbor, this family member, that family member, and other businesses, okay? Those can be big distractions. I know for me, it used to be like gossip about people, family, whatever. I'm definitely like, I'm not into that anymore because I'm just like, it's just, again, it sucks my energy. Like I can't, I only have so much energy in the day. We all do. And if I spend a third of my energy gossiping or talking crap about someone or, you know, saying negative things or, or even just talking about other people, that's not my business. There's a woman named Byron Katie and she was on an, an Oprah podcast I just listened to. And she said, there's three types of business. There's your business, other people's business, and God's business, which could also say the universe's business, depending on what you believe in, right? So I want to focus on my business. If it's other people's business, I need to stop caring about it. <laughs> and that's something that I slide into sometimes. Like I definitely get more caught up sort of looking at like other businesses. I'm not like other people. I'm kind of like, oh, whatever. You know, I don't really get jealous of other people. I don't really gossip about other people very much, like if at all, to be honest. My thing is more like I'm just so intense about business that I get really, I can get caught up in a downward spiral of looking at other people's businesses and being like, oh my God, they have more YouTube followers than I do. Or, oh my gosh, they're doing this and that and I should be doing this and that. Or, oh my gosh, they like totally stole that idea from me. Like, what the heck? Like, I was talking about that first, you know? And I get so whipped up and I get so upset. <laughs> And I just like realize I'm laughing at myself because saying it out loud is just like, oh, Emily, like wake up. Like that is none of your business. Like other people's business is not your business. Focus on your business, right? It's a distraction. And so this is where like I have to, you know, again, it, I used to be way worse at this. And now I maybe slip into it like once every three months, you know, for like an hour. And I have to be like, yo get out of there, Emily. None of your business, right? Your business is your business. Other people's business is not my business. So here's here's some tips to add some discipline because this is what I've, I've kind of been doing. First and foremost, unfollow people that trigger you. If you are seeing someone, what they're posting, this, this also includes family members, people, friends, you know, that just don't feel aligned with you anymore or they're going through their own stuff and they're pouring their hearts out all over the place. Just unfollow them, okay? You can do that on Facebook. You can do that on Instagram, and they'll never know. I unfollowed a lot of people a couple years ago, and, you know, here's the thing. I can go still go look at what they're doing, you know, and what they're posting. I still get alerts from them on when they tag me and things like that. But it just, like, became very exhausting for me to think about this person's rant about X, Y, and Z. And it's just like, I don't need that. You know, so I unfollowed them. You are allowed to stop calling or visiting people that drain you or upset you. And this can be really hard as an entrepreneur, but I have a lot of people that be like, oh, well, this family doesn't support me or this, you know, person always asks me questions about my business. 
Like you don't have to put up with that. I hope you know that. Just because people are your family doesn't mean they, again, have to be in your business. Because at this point, your business is other people's business to their, to them, right? And so when people ask you those questions, and then listen, it could be totally from a place of love that they're asking. They like really care. They really want to know. But if it's triggering you and you feel like, oh my gosh, like this is stressful when I have to talk about this, then it's not healthy for you, right? Regardless of that person's intentions, you still get to choose how you feel about the situation. And so I want to encourage you to start putting up some bubble like walls. Like I always say I live in my bubble. Sometimes I like don't know what's going on in the outside world. Like people will be like, oh, did you hear about this person or that thing? And I'm like, nope, I don't, I don't know about that. <laughs> I didn't know that happened to this person, you know, because I have to cut myself off a little bit. And again, this doesn't mean that you stop caring about that person. That doesn't mean you stop loving that person, but it's disrespectful to you to continue to be around some people or to continue to encourage people to say things to you that that don't help you, that aren't helpful, they're not serving you and your highest good. So I want you to really look hard at the people that you're surrounding yourself with and say, maybe there's some people I need to take a break from, honestly. And that can be really hard. I've had friends that have literally like lost a ton of friends because they just weren't growing. They weren't in the same place as them anymore. And I think a lot of times we think, oh, well, we have to be friends with them because we've been friends for 20 years. Well, after 20 years, some of us grow a lot and some of us don't, or some of us grow in different ways. And that's okay. Like That's part of just being a human. So I want you to really look at, you know, is this becoming a distraction or is this throwing you off your game? That's the other thing is like, you know, maybe you, you hang out with this one person or this group of people and you come back and you feel like that hungover feeling I was talking about. Like you feel bad. You feel like icky. You're like, oh, that did not lift me up. Like that actually made me feel terrible. Regardless if they said mean things to you or whatever, right? You just being in their energy wasn't a vibrational match to your energy anymore. You are completely allowed to be like, that doesn't work for me. You know, that's okay. I want to give you permission to like really set some solid boundaries around yourself because it's so important as you grow a business, as you continue on this journey to understand that there are going to be things that make you feel really, really good. And there are going to be things that make you feel really, really bad. And the things that make you feel really, really bad, if you have a choice to stop doing them, you should. You have the permission and the opportunity to do that. Okay. I think it's so important to realize that getting caught up in this idea of like success or who's the best or who won this award or that award or maybe there's people around you that look successful or you think are successful. I want you to like disconnect from that because that I think, at least in terms of how I see it, that can get us really, again, distracted by the other business, the other person, the other thing, right? And it also sort of puts us in a place of feeling like we're not enough or we're not good enough or we haven't done enough or we're never going to be successful enough. And that, again, is like not serving us. I think it's really important for you to set goals and set milestones that are good for you. You know, some people, for them, success is that they get to be home with their kids more. 
you know, success for them is that they have that credit card paid off. That's like a huge success, right? Success for me, to be honest with you, is that I get to travel whenever I want, wherever I want. That's so, that makes me feel so successful. Like I'm like, oh, I can just get on a plane and fly wherever I want. That's, to me, that is like the bomb.com, okay? <laughs> to other people, they're like, no, I love my house. I want to be in my house. I love, I'm a homebody. Like, I just want to be home all the time. And that's, and that's success for them. They get to be home more often, right? So what does success look like for you? What is like, what is you being in your bubble? Now you get to define what it is that you want. You get to define success for yourself. You get to define what winning your own award is. Like that is when you truly are being in yourself, when you truly are believing that you are enough to do what you need to do in your business, in your life, and define your own route to success. That is the ultimate in discipline. <laughs> truly, it's the ultimate in self-love too. Self-love and discipline go hand in hand. And that, to me, is the opposite of being distracted, the opposite of feeling bad, the opposite of not feeling good enough. And so I want to encourage you to figure out what in your life doesn't feel good and do less of it and figure out what feels really good in your life and do more of it. That is what this is all about. So I hope that you have enjoyed this episode of Distraction and discipline, and that you'll start to really think about some of this stuff. Because listen, you can have a great business or you can have a terrible business, but what's most important is you have a great life. You know, you only get one shot here. So make it really good. Make it really fun. And that might be something really unexpected or different than what is expected in your family, expected in your culture, expected in your world. It might be really different. And like, that's why I'm here to tell you that it's okay and you have permission to go after what it is that you want without hesitation, without guilt, without having to explain yourself. And I'll be here cheering you on because I believe in you. And I believe that if your heart desires something, then we have to get rid of the distractions and we have to just implement some discipline so that we can get everything that our heart desires. Here's to making lots of friends because that's really the most important thing. And then making lots of money so we can do whatever we want in life. Did you love this episode as much as I did? Head over to iTunes and rate and review the Boost Your Boutique podcast so more amazing and creative boutique owners like you can find out about it. And don't forget, head over to boostyourboutique.com to learn more.